There's never a dull moment when it comes to Minnesota sports. Rather, it's positive or negative. Minnesota Sports Chat has you covered. Talking nothing but Minnesota sports all year long. It's time now for the soon-to-be award-winning, if only in his own mind, Minnesota Sports Chat with your host, Ross Brendel. Yeah, here it is. Edition number 168 of the soon-to-be award-winning Minnesota Sports Chat. Award-winning, if only in my own mind. But as stated before, that still counts. Maybe there's no real hardware, but it still counts. Please make sure you rate and review Minnesota Sports Chat on Apple and Spotify. And please make sure you tell your friends and family all about this pod. And if you are listening via that Score North Taxi Squad feed, I encourage you to subscribe to Minnesota Sports Chat wherever it is that you get your podcasts. One guest today on this 168th edition, he is the voice of the St. Paul Saints, an all-around good guy, Mr. Sean Aronson, who you can hear all summer long on KFAM Plus in the Twin Cities, and you'll hear the melodious tones that sound like this. High fly, ball right field, Mitchell to the track, all he can do is look up because this one's gone. How you doing, Sean? It's been a while since I've caught up with you. Yeah, I'm good. Uh, first, I want to apologize. I know you've asked me 167 other times to appear on the show, <laughs> and I've told you no every time. So I'm glad that uh, number 168 worked out. Uh, I'm glad that we could finally uh, you know, get our schedules to work together. You know, so I kid you not, Sean, and maybe this will, I don't, I don't know, add to your ego, when I talk amongst my family and friends, you know, the inner circle of trust of Ross Brendel, sure. some of the pods that they enjoy the most and say that they just get a kick out of are when you are on. And I, I think that speaks to your personality and your knowledge of the game. So thank you so much. I appreciate it. By the way, can, can I tell a quick story? Yeah, go ahead. So you in your in your great open there, you've got the Joe Buck call. Of, yes. Uh, of Diggs's catch. So, and this is a totally true story. This was back in the day, you know, when I did a podcast and I was interviewing, uh, you know, play-by-play broadcasters. I interviewed uh, Joe Buck that week that he was in town. Um, And we were scheduled to do the interview early afternoon, I don't know, one, two o'clock. And and he reached out to me and asked me, hey, can can we hold off for a few hours? And I said, sure. I mean, he's Joe Buck. What am I going to say? No. And uh, when, when we sat down and did the interview, he had vertigo. And he said, the reason why I had to hold off was because I've been battling vertigo all day. And this was like Thursday, and I think the game was on Saturday. And to this day, I always wonder if he entered that game on Saturday still battling vertigo. Huh. Because if, if he did, I mean, the call, and, and, and he was amazing in the game in general, and the call is great. But I always thought, like, if he was still dealing with vertigo and did the game as well as he did, like, you don't truly, like – appreciate how good of a broadcaster Joe Buck is. Have you ever dealt with anything like vertigo or that nausea that makes you makes you pretty di- uh, dizzy or kind of spatially unaware? I vertigo runs in my family to a degree, so I I will go long stretches without having it, sometimes up to 2 or 3 years, and it tends to come on quickly. It's fierce and within a couple days it's gone. 
but it is miserable, and I didn't know that. So that just kind of lends to the greatness that is Joe Buck. I'm one of those Minnesotans, Sean. I do not dislike Joe Buck. I think we rip on him here for no reason. And by the way, Joe Buck and Randy Moss today are buddies. Stop ripping Joe Buck for that call on Randy Moss. Look, I've told plenty of broadcasters this because I'm not at this point yet. You know you've made it when people tell you you suck, right? Like, that's the thing. You know you've made it. When when the world tells you how bad you are, you know you've made it. Um, And so I'm I'm waiting for the world to tell me how bad I am (laughs) so I can feel like I finally made it in this business. Well, I do believe, Sean, that if that day ever comes, it won't be at a super high level because you are are truly one of the best people in the business. I'm going to give you a little bit of credit here. Then we're going to talk Saints and a little bit of Twins. But we are recording this. We started recording at roughly 10 a.m. on Thursday, June 8th. I am looking at a press release from the hardest working man in baseball (laughs) that is timestamped 9.58 a.m. You just finished a press release, put it together, sent it to the media in all types, and then 90 seconds later, you hopped on to do this podcast with me. And by the way, uh, the press release... Uh, talks about a big game coming up honoring the colored gophers and Billy Williams. So I'll let you talk about that, but uh, just incredibly hardworking Sean Aronson as well. I appreciate it. No, it, look, it's all part of the gig here in, uh, in minor league baseball. It's funny. I was, I was joking with someone the other day that, uh, you know, in minor league baseball, you do everything. It shouldn't come as a surprise. Uh, and every day for a seven o'clock game at three o'clock, we all go into the ballpark and we, we set the ballpark up which includes, and and this is no joke, wiping down somewhere between 50 and 75 picnic tables that have bird poop all over them. (laughs) And and every time I do it, I think to myself, like Dick Bremer's not doing this. Corey Provis isn't doing this. And here I am, the broadcaster of a AAA team, wiping down picnic tables that have bird poop on them four hours before I have to go on the air. Here's the deal though, Sean. I thank you for that because CHS <laughs> continues to be beautiful. I, if I, I and we're, there's a question, I guess maybe I'll actually start here and work backwards. One of sure. the questions that I had down for you was talking about parks and AAA and minor league baseball, but we are so blessed and so lucky here to have the gem that we do at CHS field. But within the last couple of years, going from independent ball to AAA ball, you've been checking off more ballparks, I think, on your personal list. So are there ballparks you've been visiting outside of CHS, doesn't matter where it is, that you think if you're a baseball fan, a a Twins organization fan, that you think maybe we should be traveling to and checking out? I will tell you, I do love the ballpark in Des Moines. I like its location. I think being on the river is pretty cool. But I don't have many other AAA stadiums to compare it to. I have a lot of American Association fields. But are there other fields that you really enjoy going to? Yeah, it's a a good question. And, uh, you know, I judge a ballpark uh, by three things or or even a road city for that matter. The hotel we stay in, how close that hotel is to the ballpark, um, and then what the press box is like. I mean, that's pretty much it for me, right? It doesn't have a microwave for you, right? (laughs) I mean, it's just... I, I don't get the chance to sit in a ballpark anymore for the most part and and, and watch games. But I, I don't know. I like Columbus and Indianapolis. Uh, first of all, I like both cities. Um, and, and I think both their ballparks are are pretty solid. So um, there, there are a ton that we still haven't gotten to in this league, uh, this being our third year. I mean, I'd love to get to Nashville. Uh, I love the city in general, but I'd love to get to Nashville. Um, I'd like to get to Lehigh Valley. Uh, it's a, it's a, 
relatively newer ballpark, but I actually got my start as a broadcaster in Allentown, Pennsylvania, some hundred years ago. Um, and it's not the same team. It's not the same organization. It's not the same ballpark, but, um, but I'd love to get back out there and just to check it out. Now I hated my two years in Allentown, but I hear the ballpark in Lehigh Valley is beautiful. Uh, and, and so I'd love to just go back to, to where I got my start. Does Nashville, do they still go? This, this has probably changed five times since this will make, this will be a very dated question. Sure. At one point they were the Nashville express. What are they these days? Do you <laughs> the know? Nashville sounds. Yeah. They're okay. The sounds. Okay. Yeah, so. so years ago, Sean, and if you can help me with this, I'm sure you have connections all over. I ordered a Brad Radke signed wow. Nashville express card off of eBay. Mm-hmm. It was shipped. It said it was delivered. The problem is it may have been delivered. It was never delivered to my address. So somebody well, in Apple Valley, Minnesota, likely has a signed Brad Radke Nashville Express card wondering how the heck they got it. What, what do you think that card is worth nowadays? Well, I only paid like five bucks for it. It can't be worth uh, that much money, right? Yeah, I, mean, I don't even know if it's worth $5. <laughs> I have a theory on Brad. If Brad would have pitched for the New York Yankees, he would have he would have gotten a little bit of love for Hall of Fame. He left so many wins were left on the table pitching for those bad Twins teams for seven or eight seasons. Well, I'll tell you what, one of my and one of my very very good uh girlfriends who I've known since high school, her brother-in-law is the president of the Baseball Hall of Fame. So I'll see what I can do okay. in getting uh, Radke maybe back on the ballot and and try to get a little love there. He may have got one vote when he was on it, and I believe it was – I think we can all guess who probably made that <laughs> made that vote for Brad Radke. So, uh, Sean, I was thinking about this, and I think this is really where we'll spend a, a lot of time here. Uh, I'm going to list off some of the names you've seen this year at AAA just for the Minnesota Twins. This doesn't include all the other great talent that you've seen. Okay. So at times this year, you've seen Trevor Larnick, mm-hmm. Alex Kirilov, Royce mm-hmm. Lewis, yep. Jose DeLeon, yep. Edouard Julian, mm-hmm. Bailey Ober, mm-hmm. Matt Walner, and Jose Miranda, who's starting to hit the ball well again. Yep. What the heck is that like on a daily basis? That is a lot of talent. It, it's great. And, and I mean, you got to thank the the twins. It, it, you can say whatever you want. I mean, I know they're a 500 club right now. I, I know they've struggled to hit. I know all that. But if we go back in time three months ago or two months ago now, and you looked at the opening day roster and the moves that this front office made, and, and by no, I don't get paid by the twins. I'm not a twins apologist. So this is not me, uh, you know, kissing up to the twins. Um, they, they pulled all the right strings in the offseason to make sure that this organization had depth. Um, and you're seeing that depth here at AAA, right? I mean, look, I get a kick out of it every day that the masses scream at the top of their lungs on social media that Matt Walner should be up with the Twins right now. Uh, we definitely Me included. Troll, yeah, we definitely troll that on Twitter. I mean, if, if Matt Walner, uh, you know, does anything worth anything, uh, we make sure it gets put on social media. I make sure it's on social media and I feed into that because I think it's funny. But you're it's good for that, your brand, but, too, by yeah, the way. Yeah, for sure. Yep. Yeah, no doubt. Um, and and you're seeing that depth here now. All these guys can't get up to the major leagues. People have to remember, if you make a move here to send a guy up, you have to make a move at the big league level to either send a guy down, release a guy, or trade a guy. You can't send five guys up um, and make five moves. It's just That's not the way it works. But what they did was they went out and saw how some of these other teams for so many years – and I'll just use the, the team that I've grown up rooting for, the Dodgers. Uh, and I, I know that the the discrepancy in, in money is different, but the depth that that organization had 
Um, and you can even look at the raise. I mean, someone that, that you know, is probably in the same class in terms of financial, uh, just the depth that they have in their organization. You need organizational depth uh, because every team goes through injuries and you have to tap into that. And Bailey Ober had no business starting the season at AAA, none whatsoever. And people are seeing that right now, but he did. He started the year here at AAA. And I was glad we had him because we picked up a few wins while he was here, uh, you know, and and it was it was fun to watch him. And, and that's just the way it is that the sign of a good organization is one that has organizational depth. Royce Lewis, you got to see an extended uh, stay for him while he was working on a rehab assignment and waiting to be able to basically be MLB eligible to come off the the IL. I still I'm old school, Sean. I still refer to it as the disabled list, but <laughs> but, right. but the IL the IL works too. He does, and you just you you pray and you hope that he can stay healthy because he certainly deserves that, and the yep. Twins need it. But he just does have a different feel around him, doesn't he? It's just when he comes to the plate. It, look, it's baseball. It's an averages game. He's not yep. always going to hit a home run. He's not always going to come up with a big hit. But you feel like he's going to, and not every player has that. There is just something special about what he brings to the game, and it's more than the actual talent on the field. It's the other intangibles, and you got to see that up close a few different times. Yeah, and you've heard this probably from anybody that has ever talked about about Royce, and this has nothing to do with the baseball side of things. He is the nicest guy, the most genuine guy that you talk to, and I joked with him. A uh, couple of days before his his last game with us, I was like, one of these days, I want to meet your parents because I want to tell them what a phenomenal job they've done raising you. And he he said to me, he said, well, in two weeks, they're going to they're coming into town. They're either going to be here with me, um, you know, at AAA or I think the twins are going to be in tr- Toronto or whatever it was. And I looked at him and I was like, well, I've got no chance to meet your parents because you're not going to be here in two weeks. But, yeah. um, but he he is he is a genuinely nice guy that. And it's funny because I saw him him last year play here and I, I turned to Toby Garden, hire manager, and I'm like, man, I don't see it. Like, what am I missing? Right. Because in 21, I saw Jose Miranda and Miranda was like this otherworldly you know, figure to to AAA and destroyed everything. And I was like, I just don't see it with Royce. And he's like, you're not looking in the right place. He said he's the most athletic and gifted guy on that field. And he's so far in it, you know, head and shoulders above everyone else. He just makes it look so easy. And when he told me that, then I started looking at Royce in a, just a totally different view. And I was like, I get it now. He is so much better than everybody else on the field, even guys that you would consider Hall of Famers, because he is so athletically gifted. He can do it all. And he does. He may, he works hard. And I'm not saying he doesn't. He just makes it look so easy. It, it just It's almost effortless for him when he's on the field. Yeah, and the fact, Sean, that at one point we were talking about him being the shortstop of the future, and he may still be a few years down the road, but right now he is the current third baseman of now and probably for the next few years, and that speaks volumes to the type of player that he is, albeit a lot of similarities from third and short, but they're not the same position. So to be able to do it and do it naturally like he does, I mean, there is an awe factor to it. Well, Ross, think about this. How did he get hurt last year? What position was he playing? He was in center field. Exactly. The guy had never played a game in center field in, in the majors before. 
And he predicted exactly what was going to happen. He basically said in his pregame interview, I'm going to run back and I'm going to jump into the wall and make a catch. And he did it. Now, again, it, it cost him the rest of the season. But that's how athletically gifted that, you know, Royce is that he can play a position that he's basically never played before, go all out, make a highlight reel catch, a gold glove type catch. And in basically the first game that he's ever played in that position. Who didn't I name on that laundry list of players at the beginning, or maybe just somebody that you'd like to spend a little bit of time on that Twins fans should be paying attention to or want to come out to CHS and get a look at? First of all, look, I get it. Everyone wants to see Walner. Everyone wants to see Julian. I mean, those are the those are the big names. Um, a, a sneaky, interesting guy. And, and again, I, I don't know if there's a path for him right now, but, but Chris Williams, who is – a first baseman, but a catcher by trade. He's not going to see a lot behind the plate. Um, he's got a good understanding of this game. Uh, hit his second grand slam the other day in five days. Uh, he came up with us last year after destroying the baseball at double A. And I think it was like nine home runs over his first six games with us before he cooled off. Um, he is starting to figure out and he's got some unreal power. The other guy is Jair Camargo. He's a 23-year-old catcher who has probably as much power as anyone on this team, and that includes Matt Walner. Now, Walner's just a physical specimen, but Camargo hit a ball in this ballpark three weeks ago further than I've ever seen anyone hit it. If you're familiar with CHS Field, out in left center field, there's Mud's Dairy area beyond the left center field wall. He hit the roof of that building. I've never seen it really? happen before. It was it was initially measured at 495 feet, and then what, I don't know what happened to StatCast. All of a sudden, then it, it like erased it and didn't count, and I, I don't know. But well, he broke um, StatCast basically. But yeah, exactly. But it was it was measured initially at 495. He's now homered three times in the last two games. Um, and he's he's come out of a like just a terrible start to the season where he's now hitting like 220. He leads the team in home runs and he's 23. I mean, that's the other thing you gotta remember. The kid's 23 years old. Uh, he's just he's starting to figure out defensively, he's gotten so much better from where it was at the beginning of the season. His throws throws down to second were, were very long and um just his pop time wasn't great. He's worked on that. He shortened up his his uh his motion. Um, and again, I, I can't stress it. He's 23 years old playing at AAA against guys that, you know, are three, four, five years older than him. And he's just, he, he's fun to watch right now. Well, and if you want to know how good he's been, just check out the St. Paul Saints Twitter feed because it's about half of the highlights yeah. from the last, from the last yeah. few weeks. That's, that's really cool to see. Uh, Sean, I want to focus on something here before we shift gears a little bit. We've talked about this before, but I just want to give the St. Paul Saints, and this goes back to the independent days, a, a lot of credit for something that people can do every time they come to the park or even if they're not coming to the park for a game. I know there's a way you can just go and check it out. Sean, that City of Baseball Museum, I don't even like saying it this way because I think it comes across as a discredit or a backhanded compliment, but it is such a great kind of hidden gem of this area mm -hmm. if you're a sports fan. And the one thing I've noticed, Sean, is I feel like it, they're not major, but I feel like almost every year when I go back into it, there's maybe been a minor tweak or addition, or maybe there hasn't. It's just I'm spending more time looking or listening to things that I haven't paid as much attention to. If you are going to a Saints game or you appreciate baseball history or history in general, 
it is incredible. The, the, the organization did such a great job with that. Yeah, I appreciate you saying that. Uh, I mean, that was the vision of our former o- owner, uh, Marv Goldklang, uh, who thought that it would add so much to to this ballpark, and it really did. I, it's it, it's one of a kind. I, I've been around to plenty of minor league, uh, you know, ballparks. Um, you know, the Yogi Berra Museum out in uh, in New Jersey is is the only thing that comes close to this. But that is a museum for one guy, not for like a history of uh, of the sport. And and I honestly believe that, that this may be one of one. I'm not aware of another minor league team that has a museum that gets into the history of baseball within its city and state like, like this one does. The Cedar Rapids Colonels in their pro shop, they have a nice, uh, it's kind of more just like a picture wall of a lot yep. of the great MLBers that have come through. Sure. And that's really cool to see. And I like to look at that, but it doesn't hold a candle to that city of baseball museum. Most coffee companies, Sean, they don't hold a candle to my friends at Beans Coffee Company. Have you been to coffeebybeans.com lately and checked out their great blends of coffee? I counted 10 blends this morning, including my favorites, the Perfectus blend and the Mikado. There really is something for every coffee lover, light, medium, or dark roast. You can order by the bag or sign up for a coffee subscription in one to eight week intervals. It really is some of the best tasting coffee you'll ever have. I'm drinking it right now. You can see that on YouTube. It's great stuff brewed right here in the great state of Minnesota. Remember to use the promo code SPORTSCHAT at checkout. That's SPORTSCHAT. Beans Coffee Company, they ship anywhere in the U.S. with free shipping on all orders of $35 or more. Visit coffeebybeans.com. Promo code SPORTSCHAT. So we'll close here with five filler questions, Sean. You've played it before with me. It's a game inspired by Score North's own Phil Mackey, hence filler spelt f no excuse me p-h-i-l-e-r and you're going to get the cheap podcast open believe it or not i'm actually working on a real open but in lieu of that you get the cheap podcast open which is five 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 filler filler questions are you ready i'm ready answers can be as long or as short as you want them and occasionally i'll chime in what non-baseball sport sean would you like to call even if it was only as a one-off, is there one that you know you're good at or you feel like you're pretty good at that you would say, yeah, I'll do that. You need somebody to do a game. I'll do it. Uh, I'm going to go two answers here. I would love to do hockey. It's the only of the four majors that I've never done, but it's my second favorite sport. But on a grander level, I'd love to do the Olympics. And I don't oh. care the sport. I think the Olympics are an incredible 17-day spectacle that I would love to be a part of someday. Yeah, and I love international competition too. I know oftentimes you can make arguments for or against certain players playing in it, but I do still think there's something great about playing and representing your country. And on on your side of things, being a part of that on the broadcast side, that would be pretty cool. Uh, You kind of covered this, so you can stick with the same answer or give me another one. Uh, Kindest athlete you've ever met, and this can even go back to independent days, maybe other organizations, is there one where you just said, wow, that is a gem of a human being? Yeah, I mean, there, there's a long list of that. Um, I mean, my goodness, our, our time in, in as an independent club, uh, Brady Shoemaker comes to mind, uh, just, a, a, just a genuinely nice guy. My time in Fort Myers, um, Tommy Watkins, who, by the way, I'm now neighbors with, just happened to be. Oh, really? Um, 
Yeah. Um, but Tommy Watkins, uh, when I was in Fort Myers, I mean, he was the he is was the mayor of Fort Myers, basically um, born and raised there, grew up. Uh, you know, obviously, you like I mentioned Royce, but th- there are there are a lot. There, the good thing is there are far more nice guys that I've met doing baseball broadcasting in 23 years than uh, than jerks. So, oh. so that's that's a good thing. Love to hear that. Absolutely love to hear that. Yay or nay to the courtesy wave in traffic, Sean, out on the road. So somebody lets you in or you slide right in in front of somebody. Are you giving a nice nod or courtesy wave? And do you expect it in return when you do the same for somebody else? 10,000% courtesy wave. You got to give it. I love you so much, Sean. If if you, and look, I'm from LA. Like, I mean, traffic there, it's, you know, uh, you know, you, you gotta, you gotta be aggressive out there, but if you, someone lets you in, it's the simple, like, you know, just like that, the hand goes up. Thank you very much. I expect the same thing in return. I think we'd be a better society if everybody bought back into the courtesy way. If it did, that yeah. actually, it makes me probably more upset on the roads than it actually should. And I'm a big courtesy wave guy. Are you more likely to appear in dancing with the stars? America's got talent or locked up abroad? I'm not going to lie. I'm not familiar with the last one. Um, I, would I think it's on. Is- a, I think it's on A and E. Basically, people go okay. to a different country and wind up in jail. Okay. Uh, oof. I, oof. I I've got no talent, um, which which leads to the fact that I can't dance to save my life. Uh, <laughs> if you've ever seen if you've ever seen Elaine Bennis in Seinfeld, uh, I'm probably worse than that. Uh, so I'd probably get locked up abroad for you know something stupid. Fun fact, my feline friend of almost 15 years now, Lainey Lou, is named after Elaine Bennis from Seinfeld. So, nice. yes, I, I have seen Elaine dance. It's one of the highlights of the show. Okay, uh, off opportunity to pander here with your final question and five filler questions. We've talked about this before. You've mentioned your career. You've spent a lot of time here in Minnesota. Uh, maybe, maybe you're here for the rest of your life. Maybe one day you'll move on. You'll burn and turn us and never speak to us ever again. But while you have the opportunity to pander, what is it that you love about Minnesota and the Twin Cities? What 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 has kind of helped you decide year in and year out? This is a place I'll, I'll stick around to. I'm assuming it's the seven months of winter and the terrible driving is what you love the most. Well, but here's the here's the answer. I get asked this question a, a lot. And, and here's my answer, which which is a non answer. The best time of the year in this state I'm at a ballpark nonstop, right? <laughs> I'm at a ballpark from this year, March 30th until September 24th. And, and it's no joke. Like we have a, we have a double header today, but you know, seven o'clock games, I'm in the office at nine o'clock in the morning and we go Tuesday through Sunday and half the Mondays are travel days. I literally, and I, I've said this to a lot of people in the 17 years I've been in this state. Do you know how many times I've been to the state fair as a patron? Oh boy, I'm gonna go with zero or one. One, one time, and I, I think it was two hours that I was able to carve out to 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 go to the state fair to find out what it was all about. Like I've worked our booth before, but as a actual patron, one time. So all the great things that this state has, and there are plenty of them, because people tell me about them. <laughs> I've done next to none of them, and then. The worst time of the year, and I don't care what anyone says when they're like, oh, I love winter. You love winter for the first week and the last week, and that's it. Like, nobody loves this six and a half other months that go along with it. But 
that's my time to do stuff. And nobody wants to do anything outside. I don't. And and so, you know, you're cooped up in the house. As somebody who despises heat, Sean, I, I, I do. Like I always say my complaint on Minnesota is it gets to 80 and the humidity almost always fires up, right? Yeah, yeah. But I do agree with you. I love it cooler. My perfect temperature, give me like 50 to 70 and I, I'm happy, right? Like that's that's where I live. But I will tell you, I will back up what you said. I do love winter, but I love it till you get to about January 15th. Yeah. Then, then mid-January to whenever it decides to leave is an awful, despicable time of the year. And, and one thing you talk about with the State Fair, I always remember this. I would almost always go to the last Saints game of the year, which oftentimes back at Midway and in the American Association was always on Labor Day or right around it. Yeah. So, yeah, how would you ever get to the State Fair when you're either on the road or you have a 9-12 to 12 game homestand that is, coincides with the fair? Yeah, I, I just, again, going to the lake, I don't get to do that, right? Like all these things that people do in the summer that people, you know, tell me about, uh, you know, any sort of festivals that go on, any of this stuff, I, I I do none of it. I don't do anything in the summertime. This has been my job ever since I got here. This is why I moved here. Um, I don't get to enjoy this state for everything that it has. It's funny, I had a, a lady from Explore Minnesota on the broadcast yesterday. They're a sponsor of ours. And we were talking about things to do during the summer. You know, all the, you know, the national park to visit, you know, the 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 music festivals going on. And I'm like, hey, that's cool. I'm glad that I get to live vicariously through everybody else because I'm doing nothing. And, oh. and I'm not complaining. Like, I love my job, but I don't get to fully appreciate this state for everything that it has. My favorite people in this state are the people that, you know, when it's 75 degrees, five days in a row, and they're like, oh, this is why we live here. And I'm like, you just forgot the last seven months that we all <laughs> went through that was terrible. You don't get to say that because you were just complaining for the last seven months how cold it is. And this year was exceptionally yes. brutal because winter just did not want to go away. You're well aware of that because of postponements, cancellations. Yes, miserable. that's why we're playing a doubleheader today. Yeah. We're playing a doubleheader today because our second game of the season, our first two games were postponed because of the snow showers on the Friday before our opener when it dumped nine inches of snow that Friday before. And then uh, the next day, which was a Wednesday that we were supposed to play, it was 28 degrees. So, again, I mean, you know, people want to talk about, oh, spring is great. Spring lasts like two weeks around here, okay? <laughs> and then people are like, oh, fall is beautiful. Fall lasts like three weeks, and then it starts snowing again. So, I mean, you know, it, it, yeah, you may have, quote, unquote, four seasons in Minnesota, but it's not a true four seasons. I feel like these final few minutes here, Sean, you officially became one of us because you went on the Minnesota weather rant for two, three minutes. Uh, anything <laughs> off the top of your head that yeah, I know you wear multiple hats and there's a bazillion things going on, but anything off the top of your head going on at the ballpark you want people to know about coming up? Yeah, I mean, you, you talked about sort of our, uh, our our the nine initiative, which is something that Major League Baseball is doing to, um, you know, incorporate the uh, the African American community, and uh, we're we're honoring Billy Williams, uh, just a, a just an interesting guy, not not just on the sports side, but he worked for politicians. Um, there there's a media event uh, on Friday at the governor's office, uh, Billy Williams Day, and then and then we're going to do ours out here on on Saturday. Um, but you know, look, you can throw a dart at any one of the games <laughs> yes, you and, can. and come out to, uh, you know, an amazing promotion that we're, we're going to do. <clears throat> um, but here's what I'll, I'll tell you. I don't know how long the talent, I mean, if you're a baseball fan, 
I don't know how long that the talent that we currently have together is going to stay together just because, you know, I know the way this works and guys are going to get called up. And, and by all means, you should go to Twins games and you should watch them because I know a lot of people are emotionally invested in them. But if you want to come to a, a, a ballpark in which you're so close to these guys, you can touch them, you can hear them scream, you can hear them cheer, you can hear them do all that sort of stuff you're going to want to come out to a saints game sooner rather than later this year i'll, I'll tell you that much and uh, I'll, I'll let you in on something it's not official yet so I, i'll break this with you right now but it does appear that joey gallo is going to uh rehab here this week. really with us. okay uh it does appear that hilberto celestino is on his way here uh to rehab with us and sooner rather than later it appears that Austin Martin, uh, who, again, one of the top prospects, you know, in the Twins organization has been hurt and whatever, he's playing in some rehab games right now down in Fort Myers. Uh, he was scheduled to start the year with the Saints, but it, it does look like he is on, uh, you know, on a path to, to be playing with us sooner rather than later. So, um, you know, if, if you want to come out, Martin won't be here this weekend, but if you want to come out and see Gallo and Celestino this weekend, I don't know what day it's going to be, but it appears as though, uh, they're going to be here. Kenta Maeda starts on Saturday out here. Uh, I mean, this is the weekend. If you want to come out to a game to see all this talent, they're all going to be here. Sean, I'm imagining the prodigious home runs that Joey Gallo could <laughs> potentially hit at CHS field that you're going to get a chance to call. Could it get all the way down to the parking lots by the depot? It, 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 it could with enough of a wind gust. <laughs> Maybe, but, uh, <laughs> But look, our offense is swung at incredible. We're one of the best offenses in all of AAA baseball over the last two weeks. And then you add guys like Gallo and uh, Celestino with Walner and Julian and, and all these other guys. It's, it's going to be great this weekend. Sean, you are the best. I truly do appreciate you. I promise I'm going to get to the ballpark still multiple times this season. That I'm, I'm putting myself in uh, a self-imposed uh, prison because of my negligence. But thank you so much for all that you do for me and for baseball here in the state of Minnesota. So thank you for coming on the pod today. Ross, you're welcome. And I look forward to you uh, banging on my door the next 167 weeks to try and get me on before we do this again. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> Sean Aronson, the voice of the St. Paul Saints, joining this 168th edition of Minnesota Sports Chat. Certainly get on down to CHS Field this summer. Check out the squad the other local nine in town, and definitely that City of Baseball Museum while you're there. Thanks to Sean Aronson. I'm Ross Brendel saying thank you so much for joining me each and every week. I'm back again next week. Thank you so much for listening.